Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we talk to Laura Berg, a professor in Humber's professional writing and communications program, about a real-world experiential learning project she does in her classroom. So welcome to NextCast, Laura. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, we actually teach together in a program in the professional writing and communications postgrad program. Um, I believe you're actually the first person from that program I've had on the podcast. Oh. Uh, so there's bragging rights there for you. you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just wondering, what do you actually teach in the program, if you let people know? Uh, I teach the Writing for Digital Media course, so basically anything to do with writing online, so your blogs, your social media content, any articles, website content. Right. And you've been doing that for a couple of years now, yeah. and you've developed this whole curriculum around that. That's right. But you have a whole uh, career based around that in the real world. What do you, actually, what do, you do uh, outside of Humber? So I actually own a baby sign language company, um, which seems weird when we're talking about digital media. But <laughs> <laughs> actually, I grew my brand 100% online on using social media channels and building a name for myself that way. So I just became really fascinated with all things digital and using it to grow brands and create content. Mm-hmm. So it's been easy switch to kind of showing these other people, showing young people how to how to kind of get into that world. Exactly. I started uh, on YouTube first, mm-hmm. and I was one of the early adapters for uh, business to use it as marketing purposes. And so there was a lot of conferences in my world where you'd learn about using Facebook and blogging and Twitter, but there wasn't a lot of speakers on using YouTube. And so I became one of the early speakers on that mm-hmm. and just started learning more and more and growing my knowledge around digital media and ended up here because I love it. Mm-hmm. So you're an early YouTuber. You're, I am. you're officially a YouTuber. I'm, yes, I know. It's kind of a, not, it's not embarrassing. It's, no. it's excellent, but it's funny when I say, you know, I'm a YouTuber that has a lot of, I think I'm approaching 85 million views. Jeez. A few. That's not bad. <laughs> And with baby sign language, not like new shoes, and you're not unboxing things. No. And it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I not mean, ASMR I ASMR videos. Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, which they do get a lot of hits. But yeah, yeah no, it's my channel grew over time. Um, I think you have to change and adapt the way that social media does constantly. But uh, yeah. And so, bringing that experience and all that knowledge that you know, some of it, you most of it, sounds like you kind of developed yourself through through your experience, bringing that into the classroom. One of the things you did was sort of develop a curriculum that was very experiential, that, that focused on getting the students to do stuff, to, to work on stuff. Specifically, there there's a project that you've developed for your class uh, where they develop a digital campaign. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so when I first started teaching the program, it was a lot of uh, theory. The kids would pick the brands that they would analyze and kind of put together a fake campaign for. And what I was finding was happening with that is that the students would be very negative about what the brand is doing wrong and had a lot of opinions on how they could improve. And when they would present their projects to the class, it was very negative. And that's not what you would do in the real world if you were pitching to 
a brand or to your boss, you wouldn't say, look how terrible of a job you're doing here. You would say, well, this could be improved by. And so having them work with a business and do real world content for that business and make suggestions of how they can improve, uh, it really helps them in the real world versus in theory. Did you find they had to make that switch between doing something that's entirely within a classroom, within the sort of classroom bubble, to having their work seen by somebody else that's not necessarily a sympathetic teacher or someone who's got that context? Right. Well, I think a lot of them have been excited to do it because uh, they're going to have their stuff out there in the world. And, Mm. you know, the brand is actually going to use their content. And uh, I think it wasn't a hard switch because I think us as people, when we're working with real people, we have the social skills to know how not to offend. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a classroom bubble, you're not really thinking about that. You're thinking of getting the content out, but not worried about there being people on the other end of it. Was that the thinking that you brought to it? How did you, you know, what inspired you to create a project like that, that where they actually went out and spoke to real people? Well, part of it was the fact that they were being so harsh (laughs) when they were. And the content that they were creating was okay, but because they weren't getting feedback from the brand and what the brand's needs were, I found that they were just creating content for content's sake Mm -hmm. versus working with a brand, which is real world, what they would do, uh, and asking them what their needs are, what their marketing goals are, who their target market is, and then really tailoring a campaign towards that. Right. We actually had a, a PwC grad named Sarah Nyman on here who now works at Humber, and we talked a little bit about that idea of getting out of that classroom bubble. Her cohort, it was, they were working with the Authors Festival uh, at Humber, what's now called TIFA. And she had mentioned, you know, it was a challenge at first working with a live client because sometimes that feedback is not as sensitively put <laughs> as right. a teacher might put it. It's right. not sort of, you know, compliment, criticism, compliment sandwich. It's <laughs> just the criticism. Uh-huh. And, you know, she said that was a challenge, but that was actually part of that learning experience of saying like, oh, I have to bring my game and I have to stay professional, even if what I'm getting back is not always what I was expecting. Is that the same experience that the students are having in your class? I think so to some degree, but I think that, you know, you take a college program to give you more real life skills, I guess. And I mean, dealing with people, you're, you, I think you just have to learn to develop that skin that adulting requires you to have. Right, right. <laughs> a sense of diplomacy. A yes, sense of, right. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to not take things personally. I think teaching kids those skills are just as important as teaching them how to actually produce content. Right. And with the, with a project like this, I mean, you said they're, they, they're very excited at the, at the prospect of it. When they've gone through the process, what's the feedback? How do they, you know, when they kind of reflect back on, on that, that experience, what, what do you find? How do they find it? They like it because uh, because it is real life and what they're going to get in the real world. Uh, they're not as intimidating when they go into their internships, let's say, because they've had that experience working with a brand. And then they also see the expectations that a brand would have. I think previously a lot of students went into the internships 
kind of being surprised at the amount of work that they had to do, whereas this really does help them see what is expected of them in a brand situation. In the beginning of the term, when they're learning how to produce this digital content uh, in a professional manner, not just uh, I have my own Facebook page or my own Twitter account, uh, they can be a little bit intimidated by what they are putting out there. Whereas when they work with a brand, it makes them feel a bit more empowered and they feel more in control of the content that they're creating because I also give them a little bit more leeway on the topics that they're creating content for. So yeah, I, f- I find that that they like it. And do you find it helps them create links uh, between these what seem like abtra- abstract lessons, abstract discussions in the classroom with, oh, this really does actually get done. Like people do expect me to have this skill to be able to perform this task. It's not just for marks. It's someone who's actually going to be looking for this at some point. Exactly. I, I think there's a big aha moment in the classroom where they finally, and I, I feel that way too. I'm like, see guys, all of the things that we've led up to is for this reason. I find when they're doing work in the classroom and assignments in the classroom, they do it just for the sake of getting it done sometimes. Like sometimes they're overwhelmed and they're just, you know, not really taking in what they're learning. Whereas in a real life situation, they really are absorbing what they're learning and putting out there. Mm-hmm. In a related way, it's the nice thing about having guests into the classroom as well who can reinforce some of that, some of those abstract things, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had I had a guest last year who uh, works in head of communications for a, for a nonprofit, and she told the class that uh, her boss had just sent her an angry text because she sent out a tweet with a typo in it. And it was just nice to kind of reinforce, like, this grammar thing, it's not just you know, mom and dad getting mad at you for, you know, some weird abstract rule that was made 300 years ago. Right. People do expect it to be professional. So it's, it, those, making those links is, is nice. Can you think of an example of a student that you watched that was maybe struggling to grasp some of the concepts or was not quite as engaged as they needed to be f- having that moment and kind of coming out and then coming into their own and really kind of, you know, owning their own and uh, their own education? Yeah, actually, I think quite a few of them <laughs> have have had that. For In the first term, we do an assignment where they have to produce content. Uh, one is for brand growth, so online growth. One is uh, they have to do an ad for website visitors to get traffic. And the other one they have to do for engagement online. So what are you going to produce? And so the kids make this content and it's very theory based you know they think that they're doing the right thing and I give them feedback but when they actually take a post and their goal is to get engagement and they put it on and it doesn't get engagement okay what can you do why didn't it get engagement and then they tweak it and put it back on and they see that engagement then that's the aha moment Mm. right because they get that real world feedback versus a mark right And then they start chasing it. Then they start chasing the Oh, yeah, you see it, and you're like, I want more. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming here and talking about this. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. very exciting to finally interview a YouTuber. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Laura. Thanks.
Next Cast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of Next Cast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to humberpress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every Next Cast episode at humberpress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress at humber.ca. That's humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That is still not a pun.